Welcome to BS with M. That stands for bite size, not bullshit. This is a research-based sex and relationships podcast delivered to you in bite-sized episodes under 15 minutes so you can pick up what I'm putting down. This is not your standard dating podcast. I'm bringing in experts from the field and getting down and dirty into all the topics on sex and relationships in a no BS way, which is just my style. Releasing every Thursday so I can send you off feeling some type of way for the weekend. Nothing's taboo, nothing's off limits. Let's get down to business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of BS with M. Look, I'm hitting you with the good stuff right away. We're talking today about masturbation. And the way this is going to work is I'm sharing with you mind-blowing facts about the topic of the day, and then we'll get a little bit into the research. And let's call it a discussion, not to sound too academic. Let's talk about masturbation, shall we? To start off with, these mind-blowing facts about masturbation are things that are basically just of interest. We're talking not specifically about sex toys today, although of course we'll get there. But of course, sex toys are related to masturbation, so there is some information about them in here as well. Firstly, masturbation is actually the single safest way to engage sexually. Now, I always think that people think of masturbation as not a way of performing sex, but it actually is. Why is it the safest way to engage sexually? It's because there's no risk of STDs or STIs and no risk of pregnancy, which is a huge bonus. <laughs> masturbation improves our immune system. It releases stress and inflammation, which helps us sleep better. And it helps us better understand our bodies, what we like, what we don't like, what works and what doesn't work. It improves our confidence, both inside and outside of the bedroom, as well as our communication with our sexual partners. Now, a little bit of country and state-specific information, which is really interesting, and this is mostly around sex toys, but 45% of countries have actually had an importation ban on sex toys at some point. In 1998, for example, the sale of sex toys was actually criminalized in the U.S. state of Alabama, and I do believe from my research it is still criminalized there today. So you'd be hard-pressed to find a sex toy in the deep south of the U.S. and Alabama. In Thailand, now I'm not sure if you've ever tried this, but don't try and bring those sex toys over the border because they actually prohibit visitors from bringing sex toys into the country. Over in Indonesia, where the Muslim population is pretty big, laws are, of course, adjusted to accommodate their practices. Now, most Asian countries do have more strict rules around sex, more strict laws around sex. And in Indonesia, masturbation is actually a sin. So it's considered immoral and it can send someone to prison for two years and eight months. So nearly three years. Now you might be thinking, well, of course, if you masturbate in public, that is going to be something that will raise a red flag, right? Now, the thing is that this can be even in somebody's home if they are caught masturbating. The same rules can still apply. Almost all major religions prohibit masturbation. A lot of them consider masturbation a sin. And one of our research articles that we'll cover in just a bit does also cover some religious issues with masturbation as well. In the early 1800s, physicians in Europe and America believed masturbation could actually lead to insanity. Yet some doctors had historically used masturbation techniques to take care of patients, and that was especially true in the case of mental health disorder patients. In one research study, 60 to 80% of women say they masturbated, and 95% of men also said they masturbated. Now, something I didn't love about the report was that they said 60 to 80% admitted they masturbated. Now, 
I don't love the word admit because I don't think masturbation should be anything that anyone has to admit to. And hopefully we're on the way to changing some of the stigma and some of that language around masturbation, right? Now, let's dive into the bigger studies that I looked over for today's podcast episode. Now, all this together kind of forms what I believe should be closer to our angle on masturbation and why it's something that we should talk about and we should be enjoying. So now in one of the studies, the researchers were looking at predictors of longevity and they found that for men, the strongest factors were health self-rating, work satisfaction, and performance intelligence. Now you might notice that there's nothing that's directly related to sex or intercourse, right? Although I would argue health self-rating would definitely be related. For women though, they rated health satisfaction past enjoyment of intercourse and physical functioning as predictors of longevity for them. So that's really interesting that women, even when this study was done, and this was in 1982, which for my preferences is a little bit old as far as a study goes and what we should be including. But what's so important about that is that we recognize that even in 1982, when people were even more afraid to talk about sex, and they thought it was even more taboo than they do now, women were already identifying that past enjoyment of intercourse and health ratings, which do include both sexual and mental health, were signs of longevity. They were predictors of longevity. And that's pretty cool, I think, that the study was able to identify that. In a 2011 study, researchers found that when they were looking at people in long-term relationships, relationship satisfaction for men was based on sexual functioning, health, and physical intimacy. For women, only sexual functioning predicted relationship satisfaction. Yet another study emphasizes the importance of communication for partners to understand how to satisfy their sexual partners. So this one was cool because it was a research study based on a group of undergraduate students. So it's from 2013. And what it did was it highlighted how much anxiety and fear and scrutiny for asking for what they want affected sexual relationships. What this study told us was that the levels of anxiety predicted a higher fear of intimacy and that caused lower satisfaction with sexual communication, therefore leading to lower overall sexual satisfaction. So what we're saying here is the fear of talking about preferences and sex and things like masturbation is leading to less communication, which is then leading to lower sex satisfaction. This carries over into overall health as well as relationship satisfaction, which we know from previous studies. Do you see the picture I'm painting? All of this is intertwined, yet masturbation and pleasure is something we're just simply not talking about or we're shy with talking about. And why is this a learned behavior? Well, if you're anything like me and you grew up in a Catholic home, you know that it is not really praised to be someone who's even talking about sex or talking about masturbation. Now, looking into a research study on religion and culture and how this whole stigma around masturbation has really affected individuals. This study was based on one young Muslim man, and it is based on masturbatory guilt. So this is around this man with severe depression, and this study described the importance of discussing masturbation with patients. So he had really serious guilt, which they identified as to be reaching the delusional level. This was related to his belief that masturbation ruined his life, and that he recognized he was partaking in a prohibited act in Islam. So there's such a big stigma around masturbation, yet someone living 
living a healthy life can be engaging in masturbation in a really healthy way, and yet they can take such a mental load on themselves because their religion or their society has actually told them that it is not right. Now, I want you to have a think about all the different benefits of masturbation that we know now from the study, as well as the social pressures and the learned behavior that you might have. And I want you to also think if you're someone who is in a relationship, you've been in a relationship, or even if you're not, I want you to have a think about how masturbation and opening up the conversation around masturbation could help not just you learn your body and your preferences, your needs and your wants, but it could help you and your partner or partners. And it could also help us as a society to take that mental load off ourselves. If we are people who enjoy masturbation, to me, I just think all the more power to you. There are so many benefits of it. And studies are a little bit limited as far as really researching the benefits of masturbation. We are yet to get there, but trust me, some of us researchers will be on the benefits of masturbation and we'll explore that a little bit more for you. I hope you guys enjoyed the first BS with M episode all about masturbating and I hope you open up the conversation and just remember, masturbation is not a taboo topic. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm Em and you can catch more on my socials at emilywalter underscore. The research referenced in this episode is available in the show notes. Please remember to like and subscribe because it supports the podcast and it also tells me you're listening. Now I encourage you to spread the message that nothing's too taboo.